Hello, welcome to another episode, which isn't a sermon or a Bible study or even a platform of me teaching, rather a collection of things that I've been learning through curiosity and wonder of being a child of the Most High. So I've been debating whether or not I should record this episode because the last thing I want to do is cause any more pain to a situation that already appears to be out of control. Obviously, I went ahead and recorded it, which is why it might seem a bit late that I'm talking about Lent, since Lent is almost over. But before I continue, I want to make it clear that I will not be focusing on ways to ease the pain through such a time as this. Rather, I will be talking about embracing this pain for the sake of spiritual development. I will be talking about a possible silver lining through this pandemic. So sorry for the overused cliche, but if you don't want to hear the words, no pain, no gain, I would stop listening. And instead, I'd suggest downloading the Abide app, which is Christian meditations and something that I use quite often. Okay, so if you're still here, here we go. Right now, I think the majority of us are feeling a type of heaviness because of COVID-19. There is a lot of mixed emotions of anxiety and fear and panic, confusion, unknown, uncertainty, etc., etc. There is a darkness that has dissembled our normal rhythms and patterns of life. I like Tolkien's message in The Lord of the Rings. Something is growing in the shadows, but in the end, it's only a passing thing. This shadow, even darkness, must pass. Because although we are surrounded by bad news that seems to worsen by the day, humanity as a whole will get through this. In the midst of all the major headlines of the rising tally of new infections and deaths, there are also tallies of thousands who have fully recovered. Don't misunderstand me here. This is a horrible event that is ravaging the world and claiming lives. But instead of sitting in fear, I'd rather try and use this tragedy as an extraordinary opportunity for spiritual development. To be clear, I'm not saying that God caused this virus to teach humanity a lesson. Rather, I'm saying we should look for a silver lining instead of focusing on death, doom, and gloom. So we are moving towards Easter, and for many of us, that season has already started with Lent, which began a few weeks ago. I find it interesting that this pandemic took a turn for the worse around the same time I started Lent. All right, so Lent. A basic definition of Lent can be seen as a preparation for Easter by purification through denying oneself in order to draw near to God. It usually lasts 40 days, which relates to the time Jesus spent in the desert fasting and being tempted by the enemy. I don't believe Lent is a sacramental element to earn blessing or salvation from God, but I do believe there are spiritual benefits to it. For me, Lent is the act of denying certain things that may have become a distraction so that I may realign my life back to being in Christ. According to Google search, here are some of the popular things that are given up for Lent. Meat, soda, candy, TV shows, swearing, gossiping, wasting money, clutter. Not to belittle anyone's practice, but there is a dramatic difference from the denial of candy compared to Jesus' isolation in the desert for 40 days. Do you see where I'm going with this? Today, millions of people are literally in isolation from the world. Many of us are denied of almost everything that was once seen as normal life. We have entered into the desert. The things that are currently stripped away from us now are probably far more important than all of the popular items found on that popular list put together. Many of us would never choose to head out into complete isolation for an extended amount of time to mimic Jesus in the desert in order to pursue deeper intimacy with the Lord. But right now, we have that opportunity. And instead of surrounding yourself with fear, scriptures say we are able to rejoice 
through trials, confusion, and pain, because through it, we are able to draw near to God. C.S. Lewis says this, quote, We are promised suffering. They are part of the program. We are even told, blessed are they that mourn, and I accept it. I've got nothing that I haven't bargained for, end quote. Hopefully the world will never come to a halt like this again, but if we switch our perspective, we might be able to view this disruption as a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to question our own motives and actions while we wait for this machine of life to start up and get going again, so that when we return from the desert back into our normal lives, our desire and need to be in Christ has dramatically increased so that our day-to-day grind produces the kingdom of heaven. This disruption can be seen as a blessing because right now we have an opportunity to question everything. For some of us, the spinning hamster wheel that we've been ruthlessly running on just broke down. And for the first time, we are able to take a step back and question whether or not this rat race was ever leading anywhere to begin with. As followers of Christ, have we really been on the narrow road leading us to true life? Or have we been stuck on a furious spinning wheel leading us nowhere but bigger homes, nicer cars, better health insurance, larger bank accounts, social security promotion status, comfort security, while watching Netflix and double tapping on Instagram. In the middle of our day-to-day rhythms and normal life, have we ever had an opportunity like this where everything we've ever lived for has come to a stop and we're able to ask ourselves, is this daily grind really leading me to the life of abundance that Jesus promised? It's difficult to ask that question when you're in the middle of the marathon. 1 John 2.15 says this, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. So in this scripture, the term world does not refer to the planet or even material things. Rather, it is about having a self-centered worldview instead of a God-centered worldview. Now that the normal day-to-day rhythms of life and the institutions that we've placed our trust in have stopped spinning, we can finally stand in this stillness and confusion and ask ourselves, have I truly been in the pursuit of Christ and God's kingdom, or have I been distracted by the idolatry of my self-centeredness and the continual construction of my own kingdom? I'm not saying that bigger homes, nicer cars, better health insurance, larger bank accounts, promotion status, comfort security, while watching Netflix and double tapping on Netflix are purely evil. Those things can be actually really, really good. But the problem lies when those things have become the center of our priority and not Christ. The day-to-day rhythms of life should be tools of ushering in the kingdom of heaven. But I think we get blindsided and focus all our attention on those tools. Dallas Rillard writes this, The issue, so far as the gospel in the gospels is concerned, is whether we are alive to God or dead to him. I agree with Tim Keller and N.T. Wright, who say that the root of all sin is idolatry. Once we take a step back and become aware of those distractions, we then repent of those sins, which means to turn and change the mind in order to fix our eyes on Jesus and seek first the kingdom of heaven. But it is only through the removal of distractions or sin by turning our lives to Christ that we are able to experience the life of abundance that Jesus promises. That is the only way to be alive in Christ, to have the love of the Father flow through you. St. John of the Cross says this, quote, live in the world as if only God and your soul were in it. 
then your heart will never be made captive by any earthly thing, end quote. That sounds harsh because we live for family, friends, and whatever we do in our day-to-day life. But I think what he's saying here is that when we live from that intimate space with God, our relationships and what we do are so much more enriched because we are flowing out of our true nature and life with the triune God. Eternal life starts now, which means all areas of our life our relationships, our day-to-day normal rhythms and routines in life, everything that we pursue and live for should flow from that divine relationship. Everything else is a distraction. Sin or idolatry must be put to death because that is the major distraction to a life of abundance in Christ. Jesus plays the role of death to sin and resurrection with life. We are given the option to join that death and that resurrection. This time is such a huge opportunity for spiritual growth because like I said, we have never been able to take a step back from the normal rhythms of life to question whether we are operating according to the flow and rhythm of the kingdom of heaven. Once we've recognized those distractions or sin or self-centered idolatry, we are able to put them to death so that we are able to receive true life in Christ. Philippians 1.21, For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mark 8.35, For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will find it. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. There's scripture upon scripture talking about death to self and being alive in Christ. It's as if scriptures are saying, what are you waiting for? Dying to self should be a no-brainer since there is so much more life to follow. Without the participation of death, of sin, or idolatry, there is no reconciliation and participation of the resurrected life in Christ. Thomas Merton writes this, quote, the final step on the way to holiness in Christ is then to completely abandon ourselves with confident joy to the apparent madness of the cross. It is a twisting, a letting go, an act of total abandonment, but it is also a final breakthrough joy, end quote. We are called to live and participate in this world, and our normal day-to-day routines should flow out of our life and purpose of being in Christ. We live and operate out of that reconciled and resurrected life to participate in bringing the kingdom of heaven on earth now. So I hope this wasn't too um, painful to hear. I hope this has brought some encouragement and shed light on a possible silver lining in this time of tragic. Please feel free to message me any questions or concerns regarding this episode or email me at ringorshaden at gmail.com. Okay, see you next time.